you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. I'm so glad to see everybody here today. Uh, I kind of gave a challenge last week to those who are watching online. Remember, I just paused for a moment. I spoke to the camera for a moment. And guess what? Somebody is here today that heard that challenge to say it's better to be in community. So give that person a big welcome for being here. In person, alive, it's always better to be connected to each other um, than connected via uh, a computer screen or a TV screen. Well, um, we are kind of leading up. The Students of Jesus series is really preparing us for our life group launch that is happening at the end of this month. And what we're doing is we're taking the majority of our pathway courses. Last week, we talked about um, this the spiritual principles from Rooted, by the way, if you're planning to take Rooted, all that information is right here in your Life Group catalog. They're available at the um, Info Hub or on the table between those two doors. But there's a pathway process here, and so here we go. There's Saved, there's Rooted, there's FPU, there's Doing What Jesus Did, and then um, there's a launch, which is we're preparing to launch you into what God has for you. And so we've talked about uh, last week, Rooted, By the way, if you want to take that, the rooted books are available at the Info Hub for purchase, and you can pick those up there. Today, obviously, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, finances, as you saw from that uh, video, that we offer FPU and we've included into our discipleship pathway because we so believe in people's freedom. Jesus came not only to earth to have our spiritual freedom, but he gave us kingdom of God principles to live by to keep us free. And our society and our culture is always trying to bend us towards slavery and bondage when God has come to set us free and keep us free, right? The, the, we have an enemy, his name's Satan, he's very real. He's, his job is to kill, steal, destroy. And But then the good news, John 10, 10, but Jesus came to give us life and life in the full. And that's what we're here for, is to follow, as followers of Jesus, students of his word, we are going to experience the freedom that he has for us. So today I'm going to be talking about um, a little bit of this undercover slavery that continues in our world today. Undercover slavery is the topic. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. We're going to get there in a moment. Before I talk about the underground slavery, the undercover slavery that's going on that is, that is rapidly going through our culture today, I want to talk about a different kind of slavery, slavery that was enslaving people. In 1863, there was the Civil War um, leading around those times, 1865 actually. Well, actually 1863 was the Civil War. So those of you who are like into history, you can check me on my facts here. But you'll understand, if you look at a map, there's there's the the blue was the Union, the red, sorry, the red was kind of the in-between, they didn't take a side. And then you had the Confederates down in the gray. Well, basically the Civil War was about slavery. The Union wanted to abolish it, and uh, the Confederates said, no, we liked, this is how we, that's how we conduct. We do all of our farming with uh, enslaving people. Do you realize that over 600,000 people were brought into the United States as human slaves? But thankfully for our president, President Abraham Lincoln, um, 
He created a, a, a resolution to end slavery in 1865. But there was a couple things that took place here. There's the, con uh, the confiscation acts that took place, which really allowed um, the government to confiscate the property of owners who wouldn't give up their slaves. That kind of put pressure on. Then you have the Emancipation Proclamation, which basically says all human life deserves freedom. They're not to be owned. So we can thank President Abraham Lincoln, which was so funny, not funny, but interesting that he was from Kentucky, which was one of those red states. And here he was at some point in time, he had to pick a side. Isn't that like life though, right? We we're faced with these dilemmas sometimes in our culture. Well, here's another big dilemma. We're talking about slavery. Also, we're going to be talking about money. And we come to this idea of saying, do we follow the culture? Do we follow what we've always done? Or do we follow a different way? What is right? And what is righteous? What is found in God's word? Or do we follow what is common practice and what is easy? Well, in 1950, a new kind of slavery came into our country. Do you know what took place in 1950? 1950 is the very first credit card. It was created um, by Ralph Snyder and Frank... McNarma, his name kind of is interesting like that, but he's the founder of Diners Club. Here we go, the very first credit card. It was a first general purpose charge card, but it required consumers to pay each month's statements in full. And we know that's not the case today, but 1950 started a new kind of slavery, and that's what I'm talking about today. Consumer debt has reached $13.3 trillion in the last quarter of 2018. We don't have the 19 statistics. Well, I couldn't find them yet. The total amount of unpaid revolving debt has hit an all-time high of $4.1 trillion. Personal loan debt totaled $291 billion and was the fastest growing type of consumer debt this past year. Student loan debt reached a record high of $1.3 trillion. Now, this statistic, which I want you to look at for a moment, is the thing that you should be concerned about. We are now at a higher rate of debt than before the Great Recession in 2008. What does that mean? I can't give you all the predictions, but I just have to tell you, it's not good. <laughs> Debt enslaves people. Let me give you another statistic. CNBC, 2000, March 2019 of this year, says this. Some 40% of Americans would struggle to come up with a $400 unexpected expense. We're living paycheck to paycheck, church. So just how are so many Americans short of cash today? So Anki Chen of the Center of Retirement Research of Boston College recently answered this question, and he said the researchers landed on the cause of why so many Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and the answer is debt. Look at this picture here. This is what we're facing today. The Bible talks about this, by the way. The Bible says, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Proverbs 22. If you have your Bible, you want to open this up and underline it and highlight it. Proverbs 22, verse 7. 
the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave. Actually, it says slave of the lender. It says two up there, but it's actually of the lender, which means what? Possession. Possession. That as long as we are living in debt, somebody possesses us. We're no longer free. Proverbs, who wrote Proverbs, the majority of it was King Solomon, known as the wisest man forever, knew this principle that the rich rule, rules over the poor and the borrower is a slave of the lender. Interestingly enough, though, Jesus also knew the condition of the human heart. And this is what Jesus talked about so much about money. 16 of the 38 parables were concerned about how to handle money. 16 of the 38. That's a lot of parables. When he could choose to say anything about the kingdom of God, he chooses 16 of them to talk about possessions and finances. In the Gospels, an amazing one out of every 10 verses, 288 in all, deal directly with the subject of money. Do you think God cares about money? And I think it has to do with the heart. I love when John was talking about um, FPU. He was saying how he had to kind of, you have to kind of retrain your brain because our culture is about instant gratification. You got to said retrain your mind. But then he went on to say this. Then he says, reorient your heart. Because Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And where should our heart be focused to? On Jesus, on our Father, on the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, and them alone. Because that's where we find peace, that's where we find life, that's why we find hope, that's where we find joy. The challenge with debt is it's not only robbing our freedom, but it's robbing our ability to be obedient to God's instructions. To, to be free to respond to a calling. I, I, I've shared this before, but I know a young girl who got all kinds of school debt, and yet she is desperate to follow the calling on her life to go back into the North Africa region to reach people who are not reached by Jesus yet, but yet she can't because she's straddled with school loans. How many people say, hey, I want to be generous to fund the kingdom of God, but we start paying our bills and what happens is we start paying, 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 and we want to be generous to Jesus and God, and then all of a sudden we realize, well, we don't have enough. And we know that we should be giving God our very first, that that's the very first thing we should be doing, and then pay afterwards. But I know the reality that so many people live in. If we can't, the majority of us can't handle a $400 unexpected expense, we're wondering why our level of generosity continues to diminish. And I, I love what Pastor Richie shared this morning about our, our ability for God to multiply something in our life as we're generous with God. And it's my heart to see this church debt-free. 
By the way, when I say church, I'm meaning you, the people of the church, the family of God, the people that have come together. This is why we put FPU into our discipleship pathway, because we want you financially free. There's a saying that Dave Ramsey and my wife listens to Dave. By the way, my wife teaches this class. John and Abby Wallace have taught the class, but uh, the instructor this time will be Audra, my wife, and and she listens to his show. How many people listen to Dave Ramsey around here? Uh, there's some people who do. Dave Ramsey is not God, first and foremost. But he uses biblical principles to help people in a very simple, systematic way to live the way that God wants us to live, which is debt-free. Uh, he has a saying that... Um, it goes like this. Live like no one else today so you can live and give like no one else tomorrow. See, the live like no one else today means we have to have some restraint. It means we have to live underneath our means, not keep going and going and borrowing and borrowing. Let me tell you a little story. I, I was uh, in business at one point in my life. And, um, and like any good business owner, you buy into the lie that you have to take on a lot of debt to grow a business. So I was in land development, construction management, and I had uh, an apartment building, and I had a, a house on the coast of Maine, and I had uh, houses uh, that were built on speculation, and I was building a subdivision, and, and all these things, and I, I had about $1.2 million worth of debt with a payment that came around about $12,000 every single month. Now, when you're turning over a lot of money and, and you got us growing and thriving business, you would say that that's, okay, no big deal. It's the cost of doing business. But can I tell you the amount of stress and pressure and gray hair that it caused my family when all of a sudden business started to slow up? See, it's fine as long as everything's just working the way it should work. But guess what? Not everything always works the way it should work. And then when you get into a place where you can't make that monthly payment or you, have to, you start to have to sell things, now you're not making wise decisions because you feel the pressure and the weight. I felt like I saw this, this like that image of the freedom little birdie there and the, the ball around my ankle. I knew I lived that. Audra and I have been then on this quest to say, how do we live debt-free? We're not completely there yet. We drive old cars that are paid for. We uh, have a house that is almost paid for. But we work hard to live under our means. And so we live like nobody else today. Would we like the new car that doesn't have a bunch of maintenance on it? <laughs> Yes, would I not like to change my own brakes? Yes, although sometimes it's a little bit fun to know how to do those things. <laughs> but being debt-free is possible. I want to give you this hope that being debt-free is possible, but it will take creating a plan, and it will take it doing it the biblical way. I know that, that this topic is not like, well, give me something like really deep and something meaty and something super spiritual. I'll tell you what, this is super spiritual. <laughs> because what attaches to our hands and our mind where your treasure is, so your heart will be also. Jesus knew this principle. He knew this of the human nature. 
talking about the church, my heart is for all of you to live debt-free. But can I also tell you what? The structure of the church, which by the way, we collectively own, I was here when we, um, my childhood Bible is buried in the concrete right underneath there, actually. I don't know, now I'm thinking back about it, why would we bury our Bibles? I knew the spiritual significance of it, but I was like, I would love to find my childhood Bible and all the things I had written in it, but it's down under there in the concrete. But we were placing a legacy to say, God, we, we want this place to be built on the foundation of your word of your word and your word only. But I remember going through this and, and at the time the church took on significant amount of debt. But I want to tell you, in less than three years, this building will be completely paid for. Less than three years. And at least as long as I'm here getting to serve you guys in this capacity, I believe scripturally that the borrower is a slave to the lender. And I want us to live free and not be under that burden of that debt. There's only one place, talking about slavery though, there's one place that I do want you to be a slave. Human slavery, wrong. There's a new kind of slavery out there too. It's... it's, it's pervasive also in our world. It's not just debt, but it's sexual slavery. That's a very real. But there is one slavery that, that Paul himself talks about that it's okay. Romans chapter 1, 1 through 15, Paul himself calls himself a bondservant or a slave to Jesus Christ. Would you be at that place in your life where you would say, I want to be a slave to Jesus Christ? Now, erase the images of slavery of the 1800s. Remove the idea that debt enslaves us, that's like a negative and, and puts that undue pressure and stress on us and we don't have the freedom to be generous the way we want to be generous. We don't have the freedom to respond to God's call the way that we would want to. But this kind of slavery, this bond servant is like choosing. See, God never forces anything upon us. That's one of the beauties of this relationship with our Father in heaven. He always invites us. Never forces himself upon us. But we ourselves get to choose to whether or not we want to be a slave to Christ. In other words, we get to be a bondservant. In other words, there's nothing else compares to you, God. I posture myself, what would you want of my life? Would you have the courage to say that in front of Jesus? Jesus, whatever you want with my life, I'm, I'm here for you. Have your way. Matthew 6, 24. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters, we're told. You will either hate one and love the other. Now that's interesting. We start there. We understand that concept. You can't serve two masters. You hate one, you'll love the other. Then he finishes off this sentence with this. 
You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and money. And you get to this place of understanding, well, how do I, how do I serve money? Well, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Your debt has enslaved you. Your, the debt has enslaved me. And Jesus is saying, you can't serve fully two masters. So today my challenge for us is the worship team wants to come up. That today we make a decision to say, we're going to only serve Jesus and Jesus alone. Which means we've got to somehow kick debt to the curb. That means somehow we're going to have to say goodbye to the slavery of debt. And we're going to, like this picture shows, that we cut the chain. That we begin to say, you know what, enough is enough of this debt. That we're going to live in a biblical way and realize I'm not going to be a slave to the worldly ways that started in 1950 with the very first diner's club card. That maybe some of you, by the way, part of this process is a great venture that you'll be cutting up your credit cards. Immediately, all of you just said, I thought I liked this course, now I don't. <laughs> I wanna encourage you, FPU, this is not necessarily selling you a book but is the book that you'll go through. It's your workbook. On the back, it says, live like no one else so we can live and give like no one else. I want to read you a few things that somebody has written in the book. 165,000 turned around, including 90,000 of debt paid in two years, 11 months. Jim Jeannie from Galveston, Illinois. Lonnie and Yolanda paid off $120,000 in 15 months. Praise God, we're debt-free forever. $77,000 in 4.5 years, finally debt-free. Ben and Selena Rupers. Freedom. Living like no one else, so later we can live and give like nobody else. 22000 in 18 months. Cash flowing, 20000 for school. Sebastian and Mackenzie Shekens. We're debt-free. $191,300 in 10 months. We sold our rental. Thank you, Lord. Jesse and Carol. See, the reality is you can do it. I think sometimes we've just bought into this idea that our culture is we have to just, this is the way we live. We have car payments, we have house payments, we have credit card payments, we have payment, 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 which is debt, debt, debt. Well, if you go onto that wall out there, you will, um, you'll see those who have completed our pathway courses. You'll want to grab this book. If you are interested, our Life Group catalog book, and underneath here, the FPU course, 
You'll notice it's going to be held directly after service on Sundays. You'll share a meal together and then take your class. But there's a place there you've got to order your book um, ahead of time. So we are three weeks, two weeks away from the class beginning. If you are interested in taking this course today, you're going to go home and you're going to purchase your kit. Now I'm already going to tell you, here's another obstacle. I'm going to tell you and the enemy's going to tell you, I can't afford it. Well, guess what? You can't afford not to do it. <laughs> it comes at a cost. But to get free, there's a cost. The civil war to free with the ideology that humans should never be enslaved to another human being. It costs people's lives because of this idea that we need to fight for people's freedom. It came at a great cost. And today, it will come at a cost for you. These baby steps that you're going to have to do along the way is going to cost you something. It's going to make your will have to die. That you're going to say, I don't want, I want that latte today. And you're going to say, no, 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 because we track every dollar. But I want it. <laughs> right? We, we want it. But I guarantee you on the back end of this, there's gonna be freedom for you like you've never experienced. To live like nobody else and give like nobody else. The borrower is a slave to the lender. And you can't, you can't serve two masters. You'll either love one, you hate the other one. You can't serve God and money. For me, I'm determined to see this congregation so free for what? To be so madly in love with Jesus and his kingdom call to reach New Hampshire for him, to see lives transformed in the name of Jesus Christ, that we're not so preoccupied with just getting through life. Instead, we're preoccupied with his presence and his spirit and going where his spirit says. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word that instructs us. We want to be students of you, Jesus. Jesus, you've spoken so much, your parables, your scriptures on money. We want to be faithful and obedient, and we thank you for somebody like Dave who's decided that he wants to help others get out of debt, to do it the biblical way. Father, that is a calling on him, and he is walking that calling to help so many find financial peace, that they might live in new freedom and new life to live like nobody else and give like nobody else in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.